How to and how not to read between the lines. There's a principle of literary analysis that I consider to be of sacred importance, and I haven't had an opportunity to discuss it and read with me. It came up in my classes at school today, so when I sat down to work on my commentary, I thought, no time like the present. The principle, put simply, is, if it didn't happen in the book, it didn't happen. Here's how it came up at school. We had just finished the first chapter of To Kill a Mockingbird, and I asked my students for their first impressions of the various characters to whom we had been introduced. One of them remarked that Atticus had developed a profound distaste for the practice of criminal law, something said explicitly in the book. Then someone added, I think he felt that he hadn't done enough to defend his clients who were executed. And another said, Maybe he had a personal experience with the law that was upsetting to him. I think, and maybe, are clues, not proof, but clues, that the students are violating my principle. They are speculating beyond the province of the book about what might be an explanation, rather than looking for the one the author provides. In this case, there was no evidence at all for either of their theories. Rather than, I think, or maybe, I want their sentences to begin, it says. They should be able to point to the direct evidence for their conclusion. In this case, the author tells us that Atticus's clients were jackasses, who insisted on pleading not guilty against his advice. And that was the origin of his distaste for the practice. What, you might ask, if the author doesn't offer us evidence? What if something's left to our imagination? I say, without a single exception I can think of, that in a great work of literature, if the author doesn't give us direct evidence for something about which we might speculate, it's because she doesn't want us to speculate about it at all. So, not just the particular content of your speculation, but speculation itself is off the table. And if the author deliberately or lazily leaves things open to speculation, then in my view, it's not a great work of literature, and I just wouldn't care to discuss it. Let me fabricate a way that this might come up in Pride and Prejudice, by way of illustration. When Mr. Bennett reads the letter from Mr. Collins, the reaction of each family member exemplifies her character. Mrs. Bennett is smugly self-satisfied with his apology. Jane is uncritical and generous. Elizabeth and Mr. Bennett, the sensible ones, see straight through him. Mary says, quote, In point of composition, the letter does not seem defective. The idea of the olive branch perhaps is not wholly new, yet I think it is well expressed. Unquote. There's so much about Mary's character conveyed by and echoed in this sentence. It reaffirms our understanding of her as a stiff, awkward, and pedantic girl. This is the sense in which we have to read between the lines. We have to integrate the strained formality of her expression, the condescension of her tone, and the off-the-mark focus of her comments. Why exactly is she talking about the composition and not the content of the letter? With other things we've seen her say and do, to come to an understanding of her soul. Now, imagine one of my students were to say, I think, or maybe, she feels a hopeful expectation that Mr. Collins could be a romantic match for her. I think, or maybe, she seeks the good in him to leave that possibility open, and I think, or maybe, they would make a good match. Off the table. 
that any of these things could be read as consistent with the situation or the characters is irrelevant. If you can't point to evidence that Austin is laying the groundwork for or hinting at a possible romantic interest, then you have no reason to think it's true, and more, no reason to even think about it at all. If that's what the author wanted us to think about, it would be so easy for her to tell us. She could, for example, simply say that when Mary said that, she blushed. If it didn't happen in the book, it didn't happen would be engraved on my literary stone tablets. I am well aware that this idea runs contrary to everything we were all taught in school, where our I thinks and maybes were what was sacred. But in my book, such subjective speculation is literary blasphemy. Now, clearly this can only be true if the works are clearly defined and consistently integrated. But those are the only ones I will ever cover and read with me, so I hope we can all pledge allegiance to this principle.